Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-depth series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. And this is Jen. And we should have Tara with us, but the I weird thing already. about, yeah, the weird thing about this intro is this is really an outro, but now it's an intro. Um, <laughs> and Tara already had to go. But um, so in this episode of Podcast in Death, we're going to talk with Emily and Heidi from Romancing the Shelf, uh, who, as we've said before on the show, um, they read uh, Remember When at our request because, and they would probably have gotten to it anyway in their in their regular rotation because yeah. they're reading each Nora book in order. And um, they had already read the first part of Remember When, Mm-hmm. But they hadn't read the the JD Rob part. So and they would have probably gotten there, but we got there before they did. So we asked if they would come on, read the book, including the JD Rob part, uh, because they had never read any JD Rob before, and come on the show and and talk to us about their impressions of the in-death world, what they thought and and all of that. And it being a really great show. Yeah. So yeah. You're in for a treat, guys. It was a, it was a good show. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. So we're going to play that right now and enjoy. <laughs> so, um, I think what we decided we do is kind of, uh, let you guys kind of lead the discussion because, uh, our people have heard us talk about this series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. The so, pressure. Oh my right? goodness. Um, yeah. but so, uh, to start off though, we should, We'll probably talk about this book, um, the show before this, but okay, um, okay. and then play this one after. Okay. Uh, but um, to start off with, people that know this series mostly know that when Remember When came out, it was it was a whole different thing. She's never done this mm-hmm. before or since, where she wrote a book. That's both Nora Roberts and J.D. Robb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if 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 your listeners don't know, and hopefully this won't horrify them, but this is the first J.D. Robb that I have ever read. <laughs> same. Same. Well, and that's how Jen started. Yeah. This book oh, is. Remember when? With mm-hmm. Remember When. I started with Remember When because I was, on, you know, I was a big Nora fan and um, I joined Adwoof, her message board back in the day. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, you have to read these. You have to read these. And I'm like, eh, it's not my thing. It's futuristic, blah, 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 this and that. And then finally- It's like my voice. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then they, they wore me down and I'm like, all right, I'll give, I'll try remember when, because you know, it's the Nora and the J.D. Robin. Mm-hmm. That had just come out when I started. And so, um, so yeah. That was my intro. And, you know, there's so much, there's so many little tidbits in Remember When. I don't know if you guys noticed that when you read it, but there's so many little tidbits about their relationship that I'm like, okay, I have to go back and find out how what happened here and what happened right. here. And so, yeah. yeah, I started from the beginning and the rest is history. And I'm more of a J.D. Robb fan than a Nora fan these days. So And then when, yeah. you, when you finished Remember When, then did you go back to, to Naked and Death and mm-hmm. just start from the yeah. beginning? Nice. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then um, I believe Visions was the first one that was released after I started reading them. So I caught up pretty quickly. So luckily, because yeah, like you guys have 50 some books now to get through. <laughs> right. instead of yeah. The yeah. 20 yeah, that I had. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. we did talk about how this book was very much a, a kind of a cross pollinator, you might say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to read because, you know, it starts off just with your classic Nora. And so it felt very comfortable. It was like, you know, very, very what we talk about every time we talk on our podcast Mm -hmm. and um and it just felt like very comfortable and I enjoyed the story and then I was like I was like oh my gosh what is this second half gonna be like I just had no idea and then the second half was so interesting because it felt um it it has definitely a different vibe but it's still it's still Nora writing you know and so it it was like it was both comfortable and like different right <laughs> yeah time. i don't yeah. i don't know if i'm explaining that well do you feel the same Emily? yeah i do i felt um of course you know like the the first half definitely and i realized when i was reading them that i had read the first part before um mm. but then and i think i can remember because we were in college at the time sharing an apartment and i remember i had the combined copy of remember when and i read um the first one. And um, when I picked it up, my intention was to read both. But I was so intimidated by the idea of science fiction, because at the time I had not embraced my love of science fiction. Um, <laughs> now I'm like, you've loved science fiction forever. What are you talking about? Um, but uh, and I was nervous about the future stuff and the police procedure. I was like that. I mean, that's just not my my style. I want the love. And um, so I didn't finish the second half. And I actually ended up really liking it. I, I think I was so nervous that um, I was going to pick it up and the Nora, it wasn't going to feel like the kind of writing that, you know, that I loved with the Nora Roberts book, but it is there. The care in all of the things that I love so much about Nora's, the way that she um, can make you feel like you really know these side characters that she yeah. builds in each of her stories. Um, and she gives you like an entire whole person um even if they just have a few scenes, but, and then to see that in the, in death, you know, little glimpse that we got, um, it, you can see that she does the same thing here. Um, you really felt for the, um, the villain's parents who, you know, you don't really get to know them, but you feel like, you know, them mm-hmm. and, um, you have a history with them. And, um, and Nora has always done such a good job of, giving you enough crumbs and then letting the reader kind of fill in all the rest of it. So the characters are familiar to you, like, you know, them and, um, and you know, them from people in your real life sometimes. And so, um, we see that in, in both these books as well. So I ended up really liking it and cannot wait for us to go back and read the, at least the first three and probably will continue on. So, yeah, I really, I, Wondered if you guys, I've since I've mm-hmm. not read any other JD Rob. Yeah. I was looking up uh, reviews of um, Big Jack to see what people thought of it, and several people were talking about how they felt like she didn't get out of her writing as Nora enough, oh. like it took too long into the story. And I, hmm. I wasn't. I don't. I don't feel I like know. that at all. No. Okay. No. Okay. No, it was only like two people. So I, mean, wow. I don't know. I was like a ton of people. It was two. <laughs> the reviews you guys, you guys need to listen to a few of our review the reviews episodes because oh, okay, uh, they're, they're ridiculous. The, the reviews, <laughs> are great. reviews, the reviews. Yeah, I. Yeah. 
yeah, because I did. I I mean, I haven't read the other J.D. Robs, but I felt like a shift in in tone and definitely that obviously that shift in focus, this like mm, right. much more intense focus of like how we solve the crime, you know, and right. and, the, and those like nuances, which was really mm-hmm. interesting There's because, you know, I love them. true crime. I know Emily loves true crime. And so so that that is a really different aspect with the J.D. Robb where it is just so much more like intense on that. Um, one thing I did feel personally, because I've seen people say like in, in, in Facebook groups and things, people ask like, do I need to read these in order? Do I need to start at the beginning? And, um, and a lot of times people say, people say no a lot. And I, I, I can't, obviously I haven't read enough to disagree with that, but I did feel like when I was reading, I knew there was tons of stuff I was not getting, you know, that there's like tons of relationships that I'm not connecting. I could tell there was like inside jokes that were like right over my head. (laughs) And so I would have to, I feel like to get the, obviously the full experience, I feel like people probably need to generally start at the beginning, but I still enjoyed it a lot. I have have something to say about that. So (laughs) I've seen that, I've seen that many times as well. I always recommend starting with remember when, because here's my reason, because (laughs) naked and death was written in 1995. It's you guys will find this out when you read them. The first, I don't know. What what would you guys say? Maybe eight, nine books seem very dated. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So you're kind of like, I mean, I don't know that a modern reader could pick up naked and death and be like, Oh, this is the best thing ever. Oh, they'd yeah, be like, what the fuck is this? This guy's a douchebag and blah, blah, blah. Rourke's an asshole. I mean, AJ thought he was an asshole the first book she read. So and it wasn't naked and death. It was and like, it wasn't naked and death. It was betrayal, oh. right? Or witness witness. Whatever. Which one is that? Um, it's a ways in. It's about yeah. like wow. 10, maybe 10. Yeah. Um, so what I suggest is starting with remember when and then going back. Okay. Do you mm-hmm. suggest that for Nora fans or for any for anybody it, like, somebody starting like, out? Somebody starting okay, out. Okay. Out. okay. Um, just so this, you know where they where they're headed. Right. Just so oh, you that know that eventually you get past all the kind of dated things and mm-hmm. the characters do grow. They're not. They don't mm-hmm. stay stuck in that first three books world. Okay. Um, there's there's also like a comfort in coming back mm-hmm. to those characters because you you do meet them. And so this. Remember when was not my first J.D. Rob. Mine was actually yeah. later in the series. Um, and just in general, being able to like meet the characters, be like, okay, they're interesting. I'm interested right. in them. And then going back to the beginning, it's easier to not think about the things that feel dated and maybe like, oh, this was what we wrote about in 1995, but we don't write things right. this way anymore. Right. You know, that's really, I think... A, a okay, that's it. interesting. So yeah, that's actually opposite for you that that you guys are having. So, like, I have only read <laughs> um, Hot Rocks once prior oh. to this. I've only read the you know the JD Rob portion, um, and so I, I've read it once. And for me, I'm coming out of a world that I know really well into one of the traditional mm-hmm. Nora books and I've not read many of her yeah. stuff like many of her novels so it's in in that regard so it's a very different feel for me and I think it's actually probably 
easier to find the the JD Rob feel in the Nora Roberts. I agree with that. Oh, oh yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. There's 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 a lot of things that she says that she does as these characters. Now again, like I'm not as familiar with Nora's work outside of JD Rob. And so when you know when when Lane or or someone is saying something, I'm like, wow, this really feels like this. This really feels like this, but not a hundred percent. Which is how I get my my feeling that I know that I'm reading the same author with different intentions. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah. So but I was excited because I'm like, this is their first JD Rob and this is essentially one of my first Nora. I have read probably five mm-hmm. of them. So, Does it make you want to read more Nora reading Remember When or Oh absolutely I've I've wanted oh. to read more Nora. This is, I don't think that this was the thing that I want to read mm-hmm. more Nora. Um in the Nora I have read, I've definitely liked other characters much more than than mm-hmm. these ones and been more interested. Mm-hmm. But and I've only read like five of them. So but I think that it's it's kind of cool to see them side by side and be with the characters in in these different sections, you know, like these different um I don't know, uh what I'm trying to say, like different intentions, yeah. mm-hmm. I guess. You know. I think having for oh. me having the two stories connected. Um, when we get to the future in Big Jack, which I really don't like the title Big Jack. He had like no, the I don't know. smallest I don't amount get to do. I don't I think that. it was just, it yeah. sounded good. I don't know. Well, it, it, they, because, um, sorry. When she what's wrote the... it, she wrote it in like 2003 is when they came out mm-hmm. and they were just part one and part two. Right. And it wasn't until like nine years later or something that the publishers decided to split them up right. and sell them as separate things right. yeah and as reprints i think so, i think that the choice though to go with those titles may have come from the fact that um sorry what's the what's the granddaughter's name i'm samantha not samantha. good at names samantha yeah wrote named her first book hot rocks and then she was talking about doing yeah. a second oh. book big jack so oh, that, right. that might be why they made that decision because yeah, I thought it would make more from. sense to flip them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it totally make the first one called Big Jack, and yeah, I yeah. agree with but, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I thought by having them connected, when they talked about it, really kind of brought home to me that we're in the future um, because they talked about like fifty years ago. This is what happened, so it really mm-hmm. helped me like place me in that future time right instead of just being like in a world where they are traveling off planet and have all this crazy stuff and apparently have no real coffee like what a horrible future that's a a thing that's a thing in the series you guys will find this out yeah it's a a thing yeah i mean it seemed that they talk about it quite a bit for a short like what it's like 270 pages yeah so yeah, um, it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's a thing, and it's a it's a very Rourke and Eve thing as well, so, which you'll yeah. find out. So, yeah, yeah, it's very cute. Yeah, but, but yeah, I found the generational big like the big skip really interesting because mm-hmm. we don't really the only other place, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I can think mm-hmm. that we have that I is will. McGregor's. Like McGregor's, you get to see. Mm. You, I mean, you see far back, like then you see Dan, oh, you see yeah. Daniel, you see his kids, you see the grandkids, but in general, you don't get this like big span of like time. Only a couple of times we've seen a um, where we've had like we see the parents' love story, and then later on, we'll come back and do some of the kids' love stories. Right. Um, mm-hmm. We we see that a few times, but that's just one generation. Right. Um, and so getting to see, you know, fifty years. It, right. it, it's 
crazy. Yeah, it's a it's a big time jump. Um, but I I really I didn't feel I think I, I was intimidated by the fact of like it being in the future and feeling so unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt very comfortable in that world. Um, and even, you know, just kind of getting that glimpse into it and knowing that there was a ton of things that I was missing because I didn't know right. where they were coming from. But it definitely made me want to know, like, where do they start out? Because you can see that um, Eve is still struggling with some things. And it's mentioned that Rourke is still is, you know, um, he has some sort of like new reveal about his mother that yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was really interested to go back and see who these two people were when they met. Uh, because it seems like by the time we get to this one, which is, I think, 17.5 in the in-depth series. Yeah, something like that. Um, something like that. Yeah. That Eve is starting to become more comfortable with the position that she's in economically now. Because Rourke apparently has, like, a lot of money. Do you he think has they call him a billionaire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he owns everything to the point where it's a little ridiculous at times. You're like, yeah. Well, he like, offered to buy her that restaurant. He's like, you like it? I'll buy it for you. Right. Like, yeah. Well, that's another thing that's kind of an inside joke between them. <laughs> oh, okay. It's kind well, of like, oh, do you want that? And it's also a very Gage Guthrie thing. Remember, like, we talked about that. There was one point in that mm-hmm. book where he was like, I'll buy it for you if you... <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? yeah. I did. I texted Heidi at one point and I was like, totally see Aletha. Aletha. Like, yeah. completely. Yeah. Al- Aaliyah? Althea. 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 Okay. Yeah. Totally see her. So it to- it brought me back to when we talked about the Night Tale series and the crossovers that you see because I definitely saw it. A person who uh, you get those glimpses of Eve's really dark backstory and those flashbacks and her nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, but- it really helped us. It really helped me that we had had that conversation with you yes. guys because you guys had just talked about, I mean, obviously you talked about our main characters. You talked about, you know, some of her backstory. You talked about how, you know, it's a little bit more violent, like, you know, like a little bit more gruesome in some ways. And so mm-hmm. all of that, and then you, you know, and you'd casually mention some of these other characters. So all of that was like helpful for me because I kept like recalling back to our conversation. Oh, I love it. And pulling. That's good. Yeah. Um, so Heidi, I was wondering, uh, this will be a question for everybody, but do you guys have like a favorite character but besides like even Rourke or are they like, well, do I, you have a favorite side character? I actually would I like one. to hear your, you guys' take on that first. Okay. Yeah. HL, do you have one? I mean, I feel like I'm still really trying to get to know people. I feel like who I got the best impression of from this one was mm-hmm. Peabody. Right. Mm-hmm. She's like the up and comer. <laughs> and I was really curious about their, I, you can tell that their relationship has grown from a different place, but I don't know what that place is. Very much so. Yeah. But I yeah. can, I can tell them like we've grown to here, but where do we start? But. Right. I also obviously really like Peabody that she, um, I liked her whole, she's starting this new job and it's like her first day as a detective um, when they get this case. And um and I like that she was trying out like different outfits. She's like, I have to see who I am, like right. visually as yeah. a detective. And I just I loved yeah. it so that much. That goes on for a few books and it's actually really cute. Yeah. It's like, she was, okay. Because she was it's, great. it's a very it's a very peabody thing to do. Yeah. Right. And once she's you, a real good foil to, to Yes. Just right. Real- um but I think my favorite side character, um, I was really interested to get to see Mira more. The psychologist, because yeah. um, she seems like a very interesting contrast of a person, very high end. But mm-hmm. she was going to like that the 
um, like public defender's canteen or something. So Mm -hmm. I was excited to see more about her. But I really liked the um, the medical examiner that she was. Oh, Morris. Yeah. Um, really uh-huh. liked. So I, I'm hoping that there's more of that um, oh, character. Yeah. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about it. There's several yeah. people we, that we should be even Morris. Okay. <laughs> we need more Morris, we think. But no. Okay. No, there's a lot of Morris in the books. Okay. But yeah. Okay. We wish we had more. And he's love. he actually does have a book that he's a very central very, character. Very in. Central character. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And it's such a good yeah, it's a good book. So who are your guys' favorite characters besides even Rourke? <sighs> I know there's a lot. So you there's know. a lot. <laughs> I mean, I know the standard reply is Peabody and, yeah. and you know, sometimes Feeney. And I know that's Tara's going to be Tara's answer. <laughs> but my favorite side character, and you guys wouldn't have, I don't think you met her in this one, is Louise. Oh, okay. She's a doctor that it's a, it's a whole thing. So, okay. Interesting. I don't know. I just, I very much identify with her other than the fact that she marries a licensed companion eventually, but. Oh, um, oh I remember <laughs> you mentioning that before. Yeah. yeah. So I really, I, I really enjoy that character, but I, I mean, I can't think of a side character that I absolutely don't like. Other, well, mm-hmm. okay. There's Mavis. Mavis. Always the Mavis. Shit out of me. Mavis. Um, she makes me crazy. Which they mention her, but I don't think we I don't, meet. I don't no, think we don't meet, meet don't Mavis in this book. So, no. Okay. This For one. me, Mavis is too over the top and I don't understand why Eve is friends with her. And I get it. I, I know I, everybody explains it to me and I get it, but I still. You don't know how it works. Like yeah. she needs to just like dial it down like 10 matches and I'd be fine with her. <laughs> but Yeah. Um, but I don't hate her. Like there are moments in the books where I'm just like, oh my God, thank you for Mavis. Like, seriously, there's times where she's like spot on with her advice to Eve, like with relationship stuff and you know, anything like that, she's right there. But other times I'm just like, over you stop. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, other than that, I mean, I, I can't think of a side character that I dislike other than, you know, the ones we're supposed to dislike, like, right. Right. Like Dickie, the, Right. Um, I mean, obviously, Dickie's the worst. We yeah. all know that. I don't, did you? Is Dickie in this one? I don't think he is. Yeah, yeah. he is. Okay. And I was kind of, I was kind of intrigued by him. <laughs> awful, but like in like the best way. Like, right, yeah. he I don't really embrace his like know. creepy factor. Yeah. I don't know if you guys watch ER at all, but he's like the Doctor Romano of the End Up series. It's like <laughs> you would love him, but you also want to murder him. Like it's one of those things. I didn't watch ER when it was on, um, okay. but. Uh, during the height of the pandemic in 2020, oh, yeah. I went back and watched um, their smallpox pandemic episode. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, if things are not yeah. scary enough, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Right. Do I this. also read a bunch of stories that uh, like a bunch of books that were about like the end of the world. I don't know. what. That it was a like, terrible decision. <laughs> yeah. I, I have <laughs> well, everybody I, does I, it I, their like, own way. ER is my you know? show. I'm like really involved in the fandom and stuff. It's my thing. And I like that's one episode I have skipped for the last few years oh nope I watched well, it twice that I'm summer, not a big fan of it anyways because I hate Carter and Abby together I hate oh that really couple. oh my god don't I me. haven't gotten far enough to not like because I know I've watched other things don't get me started on how much I hate Carter and Abby <laughs> oh together it's okay it's they are they are the worst they are I cannot stand the way Carter treats her she's my favorite character 
Oh, I did see there were some problematic things where he was talking about like trying to fix her and she was like, I don't need need to be fixed. And that continues throughout their relationship. Okay. So, (laughs) yeah. And luckily it only it only lasts a year. So she ends up with Luca, the Croatian doctor. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I was not getting that at all. Oh, really? Because that's like (laughs) if you rewatch if you rewatch the entire series and watch the whole thing, you'll uh, see it. Okay. It's very Hmm. much. They're very much obviously endgame if you watch the entire oh i guess I, I mean i and i've only jumped around a little bit on what okay. i can watch on youtube it's, um, yeah they they, so. first, they start out dating in season seven and they're together for that whole season they break up beginning of season eight basically because carter's a jack wagon and keeps shoving himself in between them um and lucas <sighs> is like fuck it i'm done which i get yeah um yeah but then they get back together season 12 i believe and they end up married and having a kid and moving away to boston and all this stuff so all the best people move to boston yeah yeah it's a, <laughs> and it's a very sweet very realistic story and i love it so they're okay. my favorite they're like my favorite tv fictional couple of all time easily even more than doug and carol i know doug and carol's big er couple but no oh Clooney and margulies yeah oh yeah he wasn't in it for very long though. no was he was he only in, he's season five is when he leaves so okay. All right, so right, so sorry. Tara. Anyway, sorry, sorry, we went off on the ER tangent. You know, this happens so a lot right. with me. So, <laughs> so usually I'm like, hi oh, guys, what are you talking about that? So, what are we here for? Also, yeah. like, hey, also, I was just I, excited that somebody had watched some music. I know. <laughs> I, oh my god, because Tara and Tara and AJ are always like, oh, this again. It was very lovely. <laughs> I worked last night, so yeah, sorry. <laughs> my brain power is no, it's okay. Um, um, well, so uh, Jen already kind of told you my favorite side <laughs> characters are Peabody and Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, but another really good one in this book is actually McNabb. Oh yeah, mm. he's still good. In this book. Uh, That's and, Peabody's boyfriend, right? Right. Yes, who is one of Feeney's detectives? Okay. Um, and McNabb is is a pretty interesting character who you're not sure about at the beginning. And I think he doesn't do enough in this book for you to really get a good feel for him. He seems kind of like a like, peacock character. Like he was dressed really weird, right? Yeah, that's, well. how he, okay. that's how he rolls. That's how he rolls. Okay. That's who he is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. AJ, what about you? We stand well, like we that. all know that my favorite character is Brian Kelly. Oh yeah, so we don't right. meet at all in this book. But Brian Kelly is a it's a childhood friend of Rourke's. Oh, so oh, when uh, there there were uh, there is a book kind of early on where he's a, a big figure because Rourke has to go back to Ireland and deal with some stuff, and so goes to see Brian Kelly right away. And and I love Brian. He's like a very Irish, very boisterous. He owns a, a pub. And, um, you know, he's ride or die for Rourke. Rourke goes over there and says, okay, you know, I need to go and, and lean on this guy and break his fingers. And Brian Kelly's like, okay, let's go. Oh, you know? I mean, so he's That's what I look for in a friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Brian Kelly, number one, my favorite character, you know, besides even Rourke, I think. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He loves Jake Kincaid too. I do love Jake and Kate. He comes way later, though. Way later, yeah. 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 There's, there's, there are so many characters on the side that you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, but I, I want to know more about this person. Yeah. And because of where I started in the series, 
I had all of those characters that people keep mentioning, mm-hmm. like not Brian, but literally all kinds of characters happened in the first book I read in the series. And I was like, I have to know more. Yeah. I have to go back to the beginning and see how it works. Yeah. So how so, often in the, the um, like, does each book focus on a different kind of crime that happens mm-hmm. or, yeah. okay. and then how frequently do they take some of the people they meet, like victims of the crime or, or witnesses to that crime? Do they ever get folded into the larger story and stay around or are they mostly just like, like there for the episode and then gone? Um, well, I mean, we, we meet, uh, we meet Louise because uh, she was because a central part of, of one of the cases and Eve um, came to her for advice, medical advice for a particular case. And uh, she stayed around, you mm. know. OK. Um, I think he's probably the biggest mm-hmm. one, isn't she? Yeah. Everyone else is, is a well, cop, Charles. Or you- Charles. Charles. She technically meets Charles before she meets True. York, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and he hits on her because of it. <laughs> he keeps coming back, you know. Um, but a lot of these, a lot of these guys are cops or related yep. in other cops. ways. Um, yeah, she does do. Well, there's um, cases maybe. that involve like kids sometimes, mm-hmm. and um, in those cases, you're always like, you know, when the book finishes, well, like, how's that kid doing? You, you know. Oh. Yeah. Um, so oh, Jamie. Every- Jamie, yeah, Jamie that's a big is one. Another one that who's, yeah. who was a yeah. teenager in one of the books, and periodically they bring him back. Pops up. Yeah. So a lot of the characters, yeah, I mean, we do periodically. She'll bring him back for this or that, you know, and that's mm-hmm. fun to to visit with that person for a little while, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has she ever done where like the end of the story, like the killer or like whoever gets away, and then later like books later they no. come back or or do they oh they i'm getting two very different answers I know, um, <laughs> um kind of uh um ricker oh yeah. okay well but for the right. part, he but he didn't get away there. no but he, he comes a, back yeah. he goes he does come she back she revisits him oh, okay because she does close the case and um, yeah, but then something happens later on where he's very much involved because mm-hmm. he's pulling huh. the strings. He's pulling the strings does. from prison. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's a bad that, man. That Sounds very Drock from uh, the uh, <laughs> royal family of Cordina. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From prison. Yeah. yeah. She will bring. She will bring in characters that are new to us, but they're not new to yeah. Eve. Okay. Yeah. So like, she's okay have come have been released or escaped or whatever and like that's kind of cool there's a handful of those there is there is a character um there is a murderer in the series that got away prior to all of oh. this that even Feeney were working on because Feeney was her old partner mm-hmm. oh, okay and the way that that comes back into the story it's like it's a huge deal or whatever um in in both of their careers you know and they're both in completely different places in their careers than they were the first time mm-hmm. that they were trying to die so it's it's a really it's a really beautiful mix i think of of people that you know you has possibly dealt with in the past that are connected yeah. to so and so that bring in people that we see over and over again like it's she does such and you guys know how good mm-hmm. she is with characters mm-hmm. 
you know, she gives us she gives us witnesses and victims yeah. and just tiny interactions with characters. And we're like, we like this character. We're never going to see them again. But we like them. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I was interested to see more of Samantha and to know yeah. that, like, you don't get to find like Samantha doesn't have, you know, like, you know, an ending. And in yeah. so many of her um her Nora stories, those side characters, you get to see them kind of have like right. their own happy ending right. wrap up. Yeah. And so to know that Samantha's just out there in the world, did she write Big Jack? Did she fall in love with someone whose name was not Chad Dick? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> she, I don't think Samantha's come back. I don't think so. The, they've, they've talked about the case a few times because, you know, mm-hmm. I won't spoil it, but there's a reason they talk about the case a few times. Um, Interesting. Yes. But you know, I know. Do we see Stephen and after. his wife anymore? We no. want no. good things for them. Oh God, we felt <laughs> so. We they need to have like a like a backup child who was not awful. No, oh it's my so goodness. sad. Which is kind of it's funny so because the last, the actually the last book was very heavily focused on construction companies. Right. Oh. Yeah. So that would have been kind of a yeah. cool little. Oh, I talked to Stephen, you know, maybe what I hope is that Stephen and his wife are now happily retired and they are living (laughs) their best life. And they just like completely forgot that they had a son, Trevor, who failed them. Right. No, I agree (laughs) with that. I mean, that's what fan fiction is for, right? Right. Right. Yes. And you know what? what? I'm uh, sorry. I I just want to put out there like I'm really sad we didn't mention Mr. Mira. Mrs. Mira's husband is like oh, a oh, favorite so character. Oh, he is Mr. So Mira is probably the yes. most, the biggest cinnamon roll you will ever. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's beautiful, and we all adore him. With and after like, the first Eve, couple, Eve kind of falls in love with him. Yeah. Like he's got a big crush on him, and yeah. so do we. I mean, let's be real. I mean, yeah, he's, just, wow. he's so good. He's so That's perfect. And we love him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is perfect. So, I mean, he doesn't start having a big role in the series until like maybe divided. I think mm-hmm. when he, I think that's the first time, or no, imitations the first time Eve kind of, no, 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 no. It was reunion when Juliana, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Reunion. Was. Yeah. 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 But then so. he does, he's just kind of there for a few more books. But then afterwards, you know, you see him Mira starts talking about him more and you but see him more. And by him is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Every single one. Yeah, he's yeah. We love him. We okay. Adore, we adore. Sorry. Him. I didn't yeah, mean no, yeah. I was just curious. So in the in her Nora suspense novels, she she kind of mixes it up. Like sometimes you don't get the reveal of who the bad person is, like until until basically your main character does. Sometimes you're in their head, but you don't know who they are. Sometimes she like lets you know basically from the jump who's the bad person and everyone's just trying to figure it out. And this yep. one, you know, we we know pretty early that it's Trevor and uh and you're in his head. We don't know his name. We don't know his but, name, but yeah, but like, I mean you 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 but we get in his head, then we know kind of what he's up to. Is that kind of mm-hmm. typical or does she mix it up in JD She mixes mix it too. up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's quite mixed up. Like I believe it's the it's yeah the the first three books are very like you don't know until the end right okay you don't know yeah and then i think she starts off kind of in that realm right and then she yeah then she starts mixing the, it up after that um, right it's, it's very fast yeah. yeah do you guys have a do you like individual do you guys have a preference of do you prefer like knowing who it is or do you prefer trying not to with guess? these i don't with these i'm i'm fine no, i don't either Either yeah. way, yeah. Um, okay. You know, with Nora's yeah, books, I, I prefer to find out at the end. Mm-hmm. 
I feel yeah. like that. I don't know. I feel like those books tend to be more interesting, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I have, with, with the JD Robs, I don't have a, I don't have a preference. I think they're, they're both, they're all well done in it, that regard. Yeah. There, there have been a few that I was glad that I didn't find out until mm-hmm. the end, just because of the structure of the story, yeah. um, including the first three books in the yeah. series, I think that I don't want them to be in a different, a different direction. Especially that third that. one, guys, that third one. Whew. You're going to be friggin' shocked. Let me tell you what. <laughs> it's great. Ew, yeah, I'm right. excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm going to be like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then yeah. also in the book, it starts from Samantha's perspective, right? They kind of threw me for a loop because I read, I read Hot Rocks and then I, and then I was like, okay, here we go. We're going to go into like the Eve Dallas mode. And I flip it. And I was like, wait, I was like, wait, what's happening? Wait, we're, we're still no. And, uh, and then obviously it does like, it's just kind of the intro of the, of the crime, but right. I'm kind of curious, like, is that just like is that just because of the tie like where she was just drawing them together or do you start jd robs like from the victim because sometimes you do it, it she mixes often. it up there too so, okay. so yeah. this um quite often on that that she's mm-hmm. had a scene when, when it opens up yeah okay well or, but or what she's talking about is is when we open and you're seeing from the victim's perspective oh right right, right, right like right. the first yeah. in you know yeah. So she mixes it up there. Yeah, that's a mix too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but some of them, yeah, like Jen said, do happen where she's already at the scene, so you're you're getting Eve Dallas perspective right away. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like the first, the very first line of the of the series of the first book is in Eve's perspective in Eve's world, it's not necessarily from her perspective. Mm. So like that just kind of it's, it, but they're all different, you know. Like this one, obviously, we just read is from you know not even the victim right. but the person who's affecting the the witness right right mm-hmm. so yeah. like yeah right. she, she she will change up everything so when people get really mad with it they're <laughs> like oh this is just like the same formula every time and i'm like have you Ow. read books yes. before yeah. how books work? it right. is not the same formula right you promise yeah yeah i always like to use the analogy of like a t-shirt so (laughs) t-shirts are all made the same right they're all exactly the same but Mm. you know they change in color in what kind of graphics are on them what you know so there is a pattern there's a t-shirt pattern but then everything that makes your specific t-shirt unique is added yeah so they're not all the same yeah yeah that's a good analogy yeah yeah so emily how did you feel about part one that's our like kind of more classic nora Mm -hmm. i think we can see like in some of the um some of our 80s noras we talked about how uh, especially when we got to the later 80s and she was wanting to do more than just like a like straight easy love story where she was trying to add in other things she would often have her couples have like a very easy path to love like they fall for each other really quickly Mm -hmm. almost insta love and they don't have a lot of bumps in the road in regards to their feelings for each other um and i think nora does that so she can like get that part out of the way so she can focus on this other stuff that's going on in the story and that's what i feel in this one um lane and max i mean they're both attracted to each other 
there's a little bit of like, should I give it? Yes, I'm giving into this attraction. Like, <laughs> I mean, she doesn't even finish the thought. Like, she's like, yeah, yeah. But she goes and seduces him, which is and she does, which is a yeah. little like yeah. a little unique in our early, still in our early '90s realm. Yeah, it's only happened like a handful of times that the the lady has been, you know, like the yeah. instigator in those of those things. So, right. um, but uh, so yeah, she, she definitely they had more of like an easy path to the two of them becoming a couple and then it was them trying to like they team up and they're trying to you know um be a team against these outside forces um so i thought i believed lane and max as a as a love story um i liked that max seemed to have that's his name right it's yeah yeah Yeah. okay i i don't i was like that's right but is it (laughs) um so I really liked you could see that he had like a he grew up in a happy home. He had a very stable, it seems like childhood and home life and he has a stable career. Like he was the kind of the rock in the situation. And Lane definitely didn't have those things. And she had to, which kind of made me admire her even more. Like she had to um kind of overcome those things to make the life that she wanted. And mm-hmm. it's such a like light version of that because she obviously wasn't mistreated as a child right. or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and so when you get into the second half where you see these people who have really dark childhoods, um, it, it, but she still had to make a decision of like, that's not the kind of person that I want to be. And then she built the life she wanted. And, um, and so she yeah. was just, I thought a great character and I really, yeah, I, I liked so many things about the way that the two of them interacted together. And I love the dog. So great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you. What did you Yeah, guess? We've said so many times, AJ and I have, that, I mean, nobody writes kids and dogs like Nora. Nobody. No. <laughs> I say that all the time, too. It's just, she yeah. is unmatched in that regard. Yes. I mean, it's, she's so good at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and you'll meet, I don't know, yeah, you met Galahad in the, I mean, even Rose yeah, the cat. cat. And he, yeah. Yeah, he is the most entertaining cat ever, and we love him. So yeah, Cats are pretty rare in the yeah, she's world. not a big cat person. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't do cats very often. Um, there's a cat in the Donovans. There's a cat yeah. in the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the witches always have cats. Yeah, yeah you just yeah. saw yeah. it on the witch. Three yeah. sisters, there's Sorry. a couple. And yeah. 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 But, yeah. So she's like, witches have cats and everyone else has a dog. Right, exactly. Uh, most of the witches also have dogs. They have like a, a yeah. cat and then they also have a dog that looks like a wolf. Right. But, you always yeah. have right, to yeah. your, your giant yeah. dog. There's no, yeah, no, right. no tiny yeah. dogs. And in death, it's it's really interesting because um, the the way Eve gets this cat is that this cat belonged to one of the victims. Yeah. And oh. it was just there. And the and the daughter of this victim was like, I can't take the cat because it'll remind me too much of my mom. And Eve's mm-hmm. like, what do I do with this cat? Then she ends up just keeping it. <laughs> oh <my God>. yeah. <laughs> I like how she talked to the cat like. She, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. So the way that she did it was just yeah. That happens quite often. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And we didn't have Somerset in this one either. No, uh, we yeah. haven't met Somerset yet, which is another really I mean, fascinating. We've heard about how Eve is pleased Somerset isn't around. Right. Yes, a <laughs> lot. Eve is a always <laughs> pleased that Somerset's not around. Um, yeah. yeah, that's another really fascinating relationship in the books that you'll learn about once you get there. It's um, yeah. Like it starts out very adversarial and they kind of learn to understand each other and get along. But then they still get to the point where, you know, I mean, even in the latest book, she throws a couple shots at him where and it's just mostly like they're just 
they do it out of habit these days and yeah you know okay it seems like Eve has to like grow into a into all of her relationships (laughs) yeah they're like we just rub we 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 rub each other the wrong way and then grow into something yeah and that's what yeah I mean she's a she's a tough person to get to know I think and but once you do she's she yeah. seems so obviously like a creature of habit that she likes. Oh God, yeah. Like the fact that um, when Peabody says like, um, I may even try new hair. And she's like, why would you try new hair? Then I have to try to get used to your new hair and you don't like it. So then you get new, new hair. Right, right. And Too I much. Just, so she's like, just leave the hair. Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> like, that is how she felt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it is. That is Very funny. much so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, Heidi, I wanted to ask. So you had... This is a pretty short Nora. It's 250 pages when we're talking about Hot Rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any heart flutters between in Hot Rocks? We always ask about heart flutters at the heart end of our flutters. Episode, so I thought, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't taking notes. I mean, I remember, um, I mean, I, there were things I liked about Max and Lane's relationship. Sorry, I have a cough. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> like, you, you got to see them. Like, like having to like form these compromises <laughs> through like all these different steps of this of this mystery because it was like because obviously she had her father and Max is like well that guy should probably be in prison and she's like eh, but he's just my dad <laughs> so they had to like work through that I love how you put that that's so great <laughs> he's probably in prison but it's my dad yeah well, yeah. that's basically the dynamic yeah 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 so yeah. they have to work through that it's like what should we do with the diamonds what should we do with my dad what should we and so they had to kind of work through all these things which maybe that's how they got accelerated their relationship because I think they knew each other a week and then they were like we're getting married yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> but you know, um, but I don't. I'm trying to recall. Do you have a specific heart? Flutter? I do. Tell me it. Um, it and it's strange. I mean, well, all my heart flutters are mostly domestic moments anyway, so it's not like any sort of romantic <laughs> moment at all. Um, so her father, um, when her father first like breaks into our house, which is how her father like comes to see her, as he breaks into our house all the time, um, and uh, so he kind of surprises her at, at her home and. She uh, is debating with herself, like, do I tell Max that my dad was here or not? And then she's like, I, you know, he's your dad. You have to be loyal. Don't say anything. And so she keeps quiet about it for like a minute. And then she's like, OK, no, I was lying to you. My dad was here. And Max is like, OK, OK, calm down. And um, and she like falls over herself apologizing. He's like, you thought about not telling me for like three minutes. That is fine. He's your father. You've known me like three days. Yeah, that was And I just loved how practical he was about it and how accepting he was of the fact that like she was so loyal to her dad. And I think the reason that that is okay is because it is established that Jack is not a bad guy. Like, yeah, he steals things and he has victims. There's no like victimless crime, but the first time he went to jail was because he hit a cat and he was like, can't leave this cat here. Like, what a, what a good guy. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, I think that relatively he was, a, he, you know, he didn't murder people. He didn't injure people. He didn't try to traumatize anyone. Um, and so he wasn't, you know, the worst guy. That makes me and, think of another question. Besides the big obvious, which is uh-huh. work, going to as a sketch pass, like in the Nora books, sometimes she likes, you know, sometimes there, you got your, 
you got your charming thieves and you got, you know, stuff like, like people that don't really follow the law, but you end up rooting for them. Like it can do, can you, you do that in GD Rob? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. Rourke is your main character. Right. And is so, yeah. But he's reformed now, right? Mm-hmm. No, he was well, doing tons of illegal stuff. Not yeah. at the beginning. Okay. Not at the okay. beginning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it um, seems like they had to do a lot of compromising in their relationship to get to the point where we mm, meet them in this book right. because. Yes. Yeah. Very much yeah. So. He, I think he's curtailed maybe his illegal activities, but he was right. looking up people. I mean, she asked him to look up people yeah. on his, you know, like illegal right. server thing. Right. And. Yeah. Um, that yeah, pretty much happens from the beginning, shady, but super hot. So. <laughs> you'll, see the, you'll, see the, you'll see the evolution of that too. Um, he, yeah, um, he very he very much shifts from the charming thief, and you know, to help like very much involved in Eve's work, and where he's helping her. And if he does do something illegal, then yeah, it's because it's basically to help Eve. He doesn't like he doesn't go out and steal things throughout the series. He gives right. out, he gives all that up. But yeah, um, but he does think about it fondly. He does. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, the thing, the thing that you guys were, this is, you know, I mean, you've seen a little bit of it in the book is Eve, Eve is by the book until she's not. And when she's not, she's very not. Yeah. Okay. You know, if you, if you catch what I'm yeah. saying, like she's, you know, there's, that's the beauty of this fiction, like of, of any of these fictional pieces that the Nora is writing is that they're not it's not real so you're like i'm gonna root for you to step over the line because i like you and i follow your your path of you know of wanting justice and stuff and like that's why eve is such a fascinating character and one of the cool things about her is watching her be like "Mm, i'm not gonna cross this line but i'll cross this line but just a little bit so it's it's so it's not about rourke being a reformed criminal there's there's other little things that happen here and there and you're like okay so Again, it feels probably very much like any of the others that, you know, any of Nora's books, because you guys just said that there are people yeah. that just look out, let's go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. A lot of Jack O'Hara's out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And even, and even Lane, I mean, obviously, like, she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to change my life and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have a stable life in this small town. But, you know, when these things come up with their dad it's like there's a lot of gray here max like let's, right. let's work through the gray yeah she also was like she had that moment when they find their first like cache of diamonds and they're on her kitchen table and she's like so shiny yeah exactly yeah and max will be like you you're okay right yeah so shiny yes i'm fine i'm fine but she was hypnotized for a minute there right yeah. um I think one of the things I ended up really liking about Eve, and I am excited to get to read more story, like the longer novels um, and learn more about her, is that she seems like a very fair person. Like so many characters that we are like the small side characters who are not even named. Um, some of the other um, like officers in the um, in the department who don't work with her all the time, they're very intimidated by her. Mm-hmm. They don't want to. um they like don't want to trouble her but they also don't like they want to do their job but that yes they're she's very intimidating as a person Mm -hmm. to many people but um we also see her being like a super good mentor to peabody um and i really liked getting to see her give peabody um opportunities to take kind of safe professional um um 
opportunities, like mm-hmm. when she let her try to debrief, lead that debrief. And um, and so she gives her these opportunities to grow in her career. And um, you have to respect a um, a person who can do that well in, in their life to be to give opportunities to other people. And so I think it's a great glimpse into seeing what kind of person Eve is mm-hmm. um, that um, she she was very fair. She has a really strong sense of justice, um, but she doesn't let it's not like a black and white sense of justice of there's right and there's wrong. She can see what people's motivations play into whether something's right or wrong. And uh, so she seems very complex, but also very like down to the bone good, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we say a lot on our show that that um, Eve is not because people always, you know, like, well, why is she breaking this law? Why is she breaking that law? She's a law enforcement officer, you know, but we always say, you know, she's not necessarily 100 percent for the law, but she's always 100 percent for justice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why she kind of steps over a little bit sometimes if she feels like it's going to bring justice to the victims. Yeah. You know, um, I think that's an interesting kind of uh, very like way to kind of think about things is that she's for justice and she uses the law as a tool to get justice. Right. Um, And so the law isn't what's important. Right. Justice is what is important. And if the tools that you have are not helping you get to justice, then you need to find other tools. Exactly. Like Roar. Yeah. Who some people think is a really big tool. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you need big tools. I don't know. It, you know. Yeah. I was. I felt like I. I this is like totally different than we're talking about these like high like justice and the law. And now I'm like, <laughs> let's talk about the intimacy. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that you brought this up because I also have something to talk about with the. Intimacy. Okay. So. Because I have, like, I feel like, you know, I'm just getting like a piece of this, like, you know, like I'm stepping into the middle. And so it feels like that Eve is like kind of on a, a journey, like a growth into her comfort with intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm guessing we're we're further along than where she started. It feels like she still has a ways to go. Um, and she also like it seemed like she's really embarrassed or is that the word that she's like it's like she doesn't want people like when you like she doesn't want people to know that she has sex like oh my god (laughs) i'm sorry but i i don't think i would want somebody to know like while you were hanging out in my house me and my husband went and had a quick i get that i get that but it seemed like in a whole sense it was like yeah especially feeny who is which you'll learn is very much her father figure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. So, I mean, that's even weirder. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was imagining like just based on his name, Feeney, I was picturing the boy meets world, <laughs> Mr. Feeney. And I was like, yeah. this is so awkward. This is so awkward. So awkward. <laughs> I would not want Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World to know I had sex. Right. I exactly. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Terrible. Oh yeah, she's yeah. also very yeah. She's very private about that kind of thing. She doesn't mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. people to know. And like, Rourke knows it, and he oh he knows every opportunity to, to try to oh, embarrass her. Yeah, to try to embarrass her. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like PDA on the crime scene. She yeah, that, mm-hmm. and he's just like like yeah, let's do that. Yeah, <laughs> like gonna kiss her hand or right. full on kiss her. Yeah. Stop that. 
Yeah. I I liked that it seemed he's seems like one of those guys that would be like, I'm allowed to tease you all I want because I'm doing it out of love. But if anybody else tried it, he'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? That's my wife. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so- he, he is, but he's also, there's other, I mean, there are other characters that can talk to Eve like that. Like, yeah. Like McNabb. Brian Kelly. Yeah. Brian Kelly. I, I, mean, I feel like he, he knows who the Eve and Rory yeah. circle are, but anybody yeah. outside of that circle, oh, he yeah. would Very absolutely much. like, yeah. Yep. It's like that whole sibling, oh, yeah. like, I'm allowed to make fun of you, but nobody else is. Right, like, right, yep. exactly. There are certain people, like, I'm, I'm allowed to because I love her, but you're not allowed to because who are you? Right, so, right, right. Yeah, you know. that's 100% yeah. right. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I also liked in this, I don't know, obviously, because I haven't read any of the other stories if she's had this realization before, but there was a certain point in their story where um, she realizes that um, he knows her really well. And it's when they're having like a video screen chat mm-hmm. and she sees um, she sees like she can tell just by the look on his face that he's annoyed about something and he's got a headache and all these other things. And she realizes like, oh, and I know him, too. And so I, I really liked getting to see kind of that glimpse into like her realization that they really do know each other and that they are. That is a like a type of intimacy besides just like physical intimacy, but that emotional right. and mental intimacy. Yeah. And so she, you see that she's on that journey as well. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. It's slow going, but she gets there. Mm-hmm. How long are they <laughs> supposed to be like married at this point? Just over a year. Just mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still in that honeymoon phase. Which yeah. I'm sure would yep. They're just, there's easy to think be, about. They had yeah. their one year anniversary. What about three books ago? It's reunion. Yeah. Two, three mm-hmm. books ago. Yeah. So two okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they're heading on three now. Yeah. In death time moves very slowly. She it does, does. It, yeah. it, it how she lays it out is a book is is another month or two ahead in, oh, in death okay. time. Wow. Yeah. yeah, just the time to solve the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Wow. So yeah. while we're talking about physical intimacy, things like that, I um our and our kind of most recent big episode um, that we did uh, was the Donovan's part two. And mm-hmm. when we talked about Charmed, we talked a lot in our episode about how um, Anna and Boone have sex on the stairs. And we talk on and on and on about how like, that would be so uncomfortable. Nobody really does that. And then I was reading Remember When, and I was like, oh, they have they have sex on the stairs too. Like, apparently it happens <laughs> in romance way more than I thought. Like, yeah. <laughs> just these two books yeah. like kind of right at the same time both have sex on the stairs yeah well i mean it kind of made sense for in death fans <laughs> who had who had gone through the whole series you know the reason that somerset who we've talked about previously isn't there is because he tripped on the stairs oh and broke his leg oh and um you is know. Somerset their butler? Yeah. So Somerset oh. is, is he's a complicated character because Somerset was actually a sketchy character um back in the day. Um he was living in Dublin when Rourke was a, a boy and um basically took Rourke in. He's Rourke's surrogate father. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So um yeah, and Peabody does make a joke one time to Eve that oh, you know, he's kind of your father-in-law now. And Eve's just like, uh, what? <laughs> no, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> but there's all, you know, I mean, their relationship is so complicated, but like Jen said, you know, um, but you could tell they really care about each other, but they just don't want to say that just because mm-hmm. the relationship, you know, you have that person that right away, like 
for some reason you thought hated you and they thought that you hated them. And so even though like maybe later your friends, you're still kind of like, okay. Yeah. They hate you're antagonistic you know, friends. Right. Like that's your friendship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one specific brother in law. <laughs> see? So so you do get that feeling later on in the books that they are kind of becoming more comfortable, but they're still kind of standoffish, you know? Mm. Um, so there's several really great moments in the books um, where that comes out, you know, when Somerset breaks his leg, he's got to be, he's got to recuperate and they hire a nurse to come in mm. and the nurse comes in and, and tells him uh, he's just very, very strict and he's being very horrible, you know, to everyone. And there's big, argument between he and Rourke and you know at a certain point um Eve pushes everybody out except for Somerset so she can have a private talk with Somerset and say like Mm -hmm. you got to see how how what you're doing is affecting him you know Mm -hmm. and um so they have this discussion and it's a really sweet moment because she gets ready to leave and he calls her back Somerset calls her back and says to her like um the nurse won't let me have the cat and Eve is like very like she doesn't know what to do. Like um, she's she's not doesn't look at him directly. She looks somewhere else and she's like, uh, you, you want the cat? And he's like, oh, well, I don't see why I can't have the cat. And, you know, and she's like, you want the cat? You get the cat. And she leaves, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. So it's Great. not a touchy feely like, oh, OK, I'll get you the cat. It's like, OK, I'll take care of it. Yeah. yeah. And then she goes yeah. out and tells the nurse. She's like, he gets the cat. He gets period. The cat. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Stop when we can't have that's so Nora. Like she just she's had so many characters that we've read in in the Nora side, where on the outside they're just like tend to be kind of like hard people, but she's good at show. Like somehow she like shows those edges, you know, yeah. where you you know that they actually care or they they're love, like marshmallow like, centered. That this is they how I, this of, is how I show my yeah. love. Exactly. By, by being grumpy to you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's totally Eve. Yeah. 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 I have to say, I'm like so excited to read the first three books. Heidi and I are going to read them. I think like, yeah, we're in no- we're the end of November, maybe, or that's great. Yeah, some we're some reading them soon. The yeah, we're not gonna in, we're not gonna be encroaching on your guys' like full territory. We're just we're gonna no, read the first no. three. No, that's great. We're gonna we're read the first three. We're not gonna talk about them. We've kind we're of encroached on you guys' territory a little bit. A couple of yep. our episodes. So yeah, so yeah. you know, no, we, no, we, no, know ex, we know the experts are already out there. There, but after we talked to you guys, we're like, we were like, we have to. I'm so excited to listen to your yeah and hear. The, yeah, because yeah. I'm yeah. super excited for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's that's so cool that you guys are finally getting there. <laughs> I, know. I think yeah. I was like I said earlier, like I was so intimidated by the future part and the like, what if I don't like JD Rob? Like, will that be a betrayal of Nora? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I'm so excited now. Like after reading Big Jack, I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah. And you guys have them. prepared us mentally, like we know. But you yes. know, but we've yeah. been reading like. 80s Nora and 90s Nora. So I feel like we're, we're, like we're pretty in, ready. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. If you're like in that mindset, yeah. I think you'll be fine with naked. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, you know, I think I like I just feel like a modern reader, like somebody in their 20s coming in mm-hmm. and beginning the series would be like, what yeah. is this? Like I yeah. don't mm-hmm. and also like if I read a lot of things that are have just recently been published. 
Um, and then I go back to read. I'm like, oh, this is very, very old, especially in romance. Right. Yeah, the romance that's yeah. written about like today, there's so much more consent and so much more mm-hmm. um, emotional discussion and men are allowed to have feelings. And when you go back to some of the 90s stuff, like dudes can't have feelings and they all <laughs> change. Like they're yeah. angry and they change. Yeah. Oh, that was the 80s. Yeah. I they mean, grab you and guys, kiss you and that means yeah. they love you. Yeah. They were grabby, oh, they were yeah. angry. And Rourke they, was all of all those smoked. things. <laughs> yeah. All of those things, yeah. Well, the, the fascinating thing about Rourke and Eve though is that he's more open with his feelings than she is. Yes, like, very, very much, much so. Yeah, very see, much I so. felt that way just from like this little glimpse that we got of yeah. them that he like at no point ever was Eve going to be the one who would try to advance the romantic relationship um, that if anything was going to happen, it was going to have to have been oh, yeah. from him. Yes. So, um, yeah, it was definitely going to have to be. From him. Yep. Yeah. So when um, when we had our crossover back in June, I think is when mm-hmm. we did that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. May or something. Um we, we had talked a little bit about um, like Rita likes for um, in death. Right. And you had given us a Suzanne Enoch book. Right. Um, do you guys have any other uh, like Rita likes? Cause I was getting strong vibes from, of something else that I had read when I was reading this, just this one like short work. Um, I was really feeling, Oh gosh, I think it's, uh, Oh, I thought I had it, but now I can't, I can't remember if it's Karen Marie moaning or, mm. um, Cheryl Kenyon. To Which Karen? Karen uh, the Fever series? I think so. With yeah. The, with, the with, Dark Fever? Yeah, yeah. Where she goes to Ireland and there's a, like, there is all the, like, supernatural elements of mm-hmm. the Fae and yeah. all of that. But the relationship between the two main characters, I really was getting even Rorick feel. Well, Rorick definitely from Burke. Um, mm-hmm. But um, the, the kind of by the end of the series, Mac is much more of a dark and like twisty character. Mm-hmm. And I definitely felt some Eve vibes from that. But I'm, where she starts off with, like, I'm reluctant to tell people, like, if you enjoyed In Death, yeah. read this one. Cause she starts off such a like candy cane yes. in the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she goes on this epic, you know, like character growth journey and completely changes. Yeah. Um, you know, all of, all of the trauma that she has happens in that time span of the series. And before right. that, she had such an easy childhood. Really. Right, right. Um, but then horrible things happened to her. Right. And um, and yeah. so the character that we have at the end definitely reminded me, like, was giving me the the Eve vibe. Yeah. I mean, I so. guess I would say that it's kind of opposite with the In-Death series. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That she, yeah, that Eve is getting. She's getting mm. softer. She's getting to be more, <laughs> more human. Yeah. Right. I don't think Mac ends up in a place where she's, like, not, she just has a lot more protective layers. Right, right, right. But what I'm she saying needs is to have yeah. to survive in this new world. But yeah, yeah Eve yeah. starts out very guarded. Like Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't let anybody in. You know, doesn't want anything to do with anybody, but she goes on this journey and falls in love. Falls in love. <laughs> <laughs> that opens her to have actual friendships beyond yeah. the two she had before she met Rourke. She had Mavis, okay. right? Mavis, Mavis, Mavis and Beanie. Beanie. Yeah. Yeah, that was Beanie. It. Okay, yeah. That was it. That was, it. That was okay. the only two people she, she had, was close she to. She had a few people who were trying to get in on, on her friendships. That would be Mira and uh, Nadine. But she yeah. 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 either of oh. them until after Rourke, really. Right. Okay. 
Um, when the series starts with the first in death, is she already a detective? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's already okay. a lieutenant. Yeah. yeah, she's a lieutenant already. A lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, we are very interested to now, you know, it's been so helpful, like talking to you guys, <laughs> reading Remember When, we we're finally like, we we're mentally there. Yeah. Yes. Start yeah. in death. Yeah. And, <laughs> and one of the one of the smart things that that Nora did in doing this series is that she didn't put it too far into the future. Mm-hmm, it's into right. the future, but not so far where it's like everything's foreign. Right. She's yeah. just putting in a few things that oh right. okay, I can see and, that in the future. You know, and I feel like too, you don't I don't even notice the futuristic stuff anymore. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Um, I mean you do in the beginning, but after a while, you're just like, oh, flying car is cool. Like, it's not. <laughs> Droids. You know. Okay. I mean, I assumed when I was like in high school that we were going to have flying cars in the year 2000. So I like. So disappointed. I think we I know, all did. Right? We? Yeah. We kind Didn't of we did. all grow up and thinking the year 2000 was going to be like the Jetsons? Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just yeah. have to say that. The Jetsons. <laughs> right? <Where's my> Rosie. <laughs> right? I like, it, yeah. it came around and it's like, oh, this is just like normal life. This We don't have this stuff yet. So yeah. we don't. This but is it is cool. really kind of entertaining too when you read those early books because there's so many things that are already outdated now. Right. That yeah. are in those early books. And you're like, really? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, right. that's I mean, what, that was interesting when we read "Time Was Time Changed" because mm-hmm. that yes. was set like two hundred years in the future, right? And and she was like a watch that talks to you, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, we've had that yeah. for a while now, you know. <laughs> when and then there was a point where one of them was describing a computer, like from the, and I was like, oh, buddy, yeah, <laughs> you know, right. so, right. not only fit in our pocket, like, right. yeah, exactly. We can look a- at pictures of cats anytime we want. <laughs> yeah, and they talk about. Yeah. yeah, they do. They talk about like desk units and all this stuff and like nobody has a, la- a desktop computer anymore i mean seriously some yeah. some people do some de- i mean i get that but you know what I mean? in, in 2058 are, yeah. are, are people still gonna have a desktop computer with that is big enough to like need yeah, yeah. need a yeah yeah to need yeah. all the stuff so i'm just yeah. like oh. yeah the other interesting thing she does in this series too is um you know, you find out from the first book, from the first couple of books that in the time period we're in right now, mm-hmm. they had like a gigantic world war that they're yeah. calling the urban wars. And it sounds I mean, we very much to that like, every day. Yeah, it sounds right. very much you like what we're going through now. Time. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's very it's like some of this stuff is very similar. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. So you 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 every once in a while. Yeah. You think like wow you know Are we in the I urban mean, wars? <laughs> yeah. yeah they mentioned like new la and and you kind of get the feeling in these books that yeah, as you go along that well apparently the big one hit la and it was completely destroyed and they had to rebuild it and that's why it's new la so all of these things that she puts in there it's it's just really interesting you know the yeah. way that she took current i mean at the time 95 96 current things in in and looked in the future and and she was pretty accurate on a lot of it so you got to give her credit for that Mm -hmm. you know yeah i do she did mention um in this story one of the um one of the victims lived in a post-urban war yeah um like apartment complex right and like you can imagine like all the time when a natural disaster happens our people go in and they're like, we're going to build this temporary housing that you're now going to live in for the next mm-hmm. 50 years. 
So right, right. it makes, you know, that, I mean, obviously that happens now. It's going to happen in the future. Right. Um, and so it was interesting to see just those little things that, you know, like the more things change, the more they stay exactly the same. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, that was, it, was, it was interesting. And yeah, for me, I did often, I was like, I would forget as I was reading that I was in the future until mm-hmm. like there'd be some random like technology or mission or something. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we're, we're, in, the, we're in the future. We're in the future. <laughs> right. And yeah. that's, that's how, that's where, that's the place you definitely get to in these books. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, you, we're in the you future don't, right you now. no longer think, oh, I'm in the future. You're just in that world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because these are, yeah, these are often like futuristic sci-fi and I'm like, not really. Not really. (laughs) So, I mean, the bottom line is if somebody out there is like really intimidated because like, like Emily was like, Oh, it's Mm -hmm. future. And I don't know, not, that's not even an issue because it's, you you get comfortable with it. It's really, you know, easy to kind of get into it and, and something to very easily you very mm-hmm. easily adapt to it yeah very easy. i think especially for people who are nora fans if you uh if you read her stuff she writes really wonderful settings like you feel like you're there and yeah. they're very immersive but no matter how great she writes her setting the true thing that all of her stories are character driven Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if you can connect with the characters, you're going to love her stories because mm-hmm. they're all so character driven. And yep. I definitely see that translated into uh, the small part of In Death that we have read is that it's about the characters, even yeah. more so than her Nora stuff, because mm-hmm. you're, you're going to live them. with these characters for 50 books. I cannot right? believe it's oh, 50 more. books. I it's know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. Really and that's, just 50, that's just 50. Well, 52 mm-hmm. now, right? Uh-huh. 53 53 yeah. 53 yeah. yeah so i mean that's 53 full-length books there's also yeah we don't we're, we're not counting the novellas and oh yeah, yeah. so has she written many novellas um ten. in in death and i believe in ten, the, yeah. i believe remember when is included yeah, in that count they they see that as a nora novel with a jd rob um okay. sequel yeah I don't so think they're counting it as the as part for of the. For a while there, she was doing novellas a lot. Yeah, she hasn't done one in a wow. long time. And um, the interesting thing about her novellas is she brings in each one of them brings in a lot of paranormal. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. is she weird. Paranormal into yes. Katie Rob. That's what we I did have a to whole say in like, on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, yeah, so it's a lot of paranormal stuff, and you're like, in the really in the '90s, she write she wrote a series of like novellas anthology like parts of anthologies yep. that are all very um paranormal yep. like one has like werewolves in it and mm-hmm. i like that lots one. of magic and lots of and we're going to be reading those next year months. i think yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll yeah. i think next <laughs> summer wolf, yeah. wolf moon was that wolf the one? moon is yeah, that one that, yeah i like uh, that one a lot yeah that was good. um and so she has a lot like her novellas there are very paranormal but mm-hmm. in the in the Late 80s, early 90s, she wrote a couple of novella length things, but I don't know if they were actually called novellas. Right. Right, Heidi? Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean like temptation, like, that was novella length. Right. I don't know at the time. I mean, silhouettes were so small. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I yeah. I yeah. 
But she hasn't written in novellas for a long time. At least no. not as Nora Roberts. No. Yeah, no. Like, it was she's pretty like busy. The, I don't know if you guys know. The late yeah. 90s, it was just like novella, novella. I mean, like all the yeah. McGregor, like McGregor mm-hmm. Brides, McGregor Grooms, like, you know, yeah. just t- like those yeah. fantasy ones. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know, but just cranking yeah. them out. <laughs> well, yeah. And then, yeah, she did. God, like I said. Quite a few of them were had paranormal elements. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, because Silent Night was... didn't, and um, yeah. Out of This World doesn't. No, um, but Inter- yeah, interesting. There's, there's a few that are yeah. very. Um, yeah, there's one in particular. Oh my that gosh! We're just like they'll get there. No paranormal. <laughs> I was not expecting no. that. So I'm, usually, oh. usually it's like okay, this is all yeah. you know. No, yeah, I have to. I have to whatever. Okay. Oh, bye, Carrie. Yeah. I mean, bye to all of you, but good to see you guys again. Yeah. Mostly to us. Mostly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to see us again in two days. Good talking to you. Um, but I have, uh, I have basic snitches. We're recording it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. Okay. Go do that. But, okay. Go all be right. a snitch. I'll talk to you soon. But um, thank you so much. It was so right. good to talk to you guys. See you later. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Bye. Bye, bye. Tara. <laughs> multiple podcasts so, i don't know how she does it I don't, yeah i know, I don't know right. how she lives her life i swear to god yeah <laughs> truth so so yeah anything else any other questions you want to ask anything you're curious about? i don't have any it's been so hel- i mean i keep saying it but it really is helpful to have this to have this ba- like these talks with you guys um, I feel like it also helps like when now when we like run into JDR fans, like I feel like I understand them. Like when yeah. we run into like when we were at in Boonesboro, you know, we ran into like JD Rob fans, you know, and I feel like like, oh, we know we we, we understand yeah. you. We, we, yes, we, we understand friend. you. We get it. <laughs> I still think so, we need to do that trip, AJ. Yeah. Maybe oh, maybe you, in a few years we'll go to stay in the even rock room, the three yeah, of us. Yeah, right. Oh my gosh. We had That'd so much fun. fun. And the even rock room smells so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean. I, I I think I bought the even rock. Yeah. So each room has its own <laughs> well, scent. I mean. Like just like it did in the the books that she like when we were there, we hung out in the library quite a bit and we would read sections of the um Innsbruckboro series out loud to each other <laughs> when they would describe like building the certain rooms. Um we stayed in Marguerite and Percy. And so oh, when they cool. talked about like several scenes happen in Marguerite and Percy, and so we were reading those out loud to each other. Yeah. But it was crazy no how how yeah, right. um, same they were mm-hmm. and like the descriptions that she wrote in the books 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel old. Like it feel it's so clean. And it smells so lovely and it feels so cozy and like home-like. But yeah, those beds, I dream about. We talked about how we like dream about those beds. Oh yeah. So yeah, you guys should definitely yeah. go. It was <laughs> we thought of you guys over there. This so. the breakfast was Aww. so good every morning. It was yeah. so good. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great trip. Totally worth it. We're like, hoping rider there. No. No, no. Oh, the, sorry, the, sorry, Chad. Um, the bad. lady who was the innkeeper, um, she was it was she it was like an interesting situation because she was only the interim innkeeper. Mm-hmm. So their other innkeeper had left, and so she was there just like filling in as a substitute innkeeper. Um, and she had 
been hired to do that so that she could kind of like get a feel for being an innkeeper because she was trying to convince her husband to open an inn. Mm. Yeah. And um, and so she was like kind of trying it out. So we asked her and she's like, so many people ask me if I'm if I'm hope. If I'm hope. And she's like, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm definitely but, uh, not hope. So Yeah. But it was it was so cool to be there. When we were in Boonesboro though, um Vista was not open. They'd had a fire at the in August. Mm. And I don't know if they're open now. I haven't looked lately, but they were still closed then. They'd had a pretty severe kitchen fire. So oh. um, yeah. But Dan's, we ate there twice. Ate their there chocolate twice. cake is to die for. Oh. Um, we right. took that home. We yeah. took that back to the inn and watched You've Got Mail and <laughs> ate chocolate cake in our bed. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it was so fun. We had like face great. masks and fluffy robes wow. and chocolate cake and wine. The whole it was, experience. Oh, it was great. the most relaxing time. <laughs> So yeah, yeah that's it great. was super good. But you guys but, will definitely run into JD Rob fans if you go. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. we ran into um, some JD Rob fans who um, they had they met coming to um, Nora Land for uh, book signings, mm. and they yeah. became such good friends that they are now visiting each room of the inn together. Oh, um, and they just yeah. Well, they, yeah. I think they said they have one room left to go, Jane and Rochester. Yeah, okay. so goals. Uh, yeah, yeah. goal. Yeah, were they like part of that TTP gang? The turn the page where they all have the big signing and yeah, that's where they met. Like so, in, yeah. yeah, turn the page. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that yeah. was a while back. Like waiting yeah. to do those. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when we were there, we were talking, they told us about like when normally when you come, it's like all these Nora fans and everybody hangs out together and they all like go to dinners together and chat together. And it's just like this big, you know, fun thing. Right. And um, and we all did kind of hang out together a little bit. But because of the time that we went, everybody had to be masked in the. Um, right, you know, in the right. public areas of the inn, and we were all kind of staying distanced and um, things like that. But it was still really cool to connect with other Nora slash Jody oh, yeah. Rob fans yeah. there and get to yeah. Talk they about used their to have a, they used to have a big party every year where everybody yeah. would go. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we do understand that somebody that works at Turn the Page is an, a listener to our show. So shout out to that person. Ooh, who is listening. Very hey, cool. Turn the Page bookstore. We don't know who, but <laughs> right. we'd love to. I still think it's Nora. Oh. <laughs> Nora's listening. Maybe. Wouldn't that be just like the dream? Uh, <laughs> we went to Turn the Page, I think, every day we were there. Yeah. Just because, so know, we put this proud person probably yeah. saw us skulking. Like we was just, we spent so much time just like staring at things they were like <laughs> what we, did. We were, like taking pictures of like every book we were like quizzing oh, they each other. probably have tons of people doing <laughs> that sure, everybody does that yeah yeah <laughs> we did have um this while we were in there one day these uh, this group of people came in and they were like hey we just wanted to know like could you guys give us any recommendations of places to visit in town and they were like, okay, well, um, have you gone to the gift shop? And they're like, yes. And then she's like, okay, did you go to the place next door to the gift shop, the little uh, store? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, and did you eat at Dan's? And they were like, yes. She's like, you did it. Good yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> Small town. <laughs> you did it. Good job. I love yeah. that. That's but great. all of the, the, um, the staff at the um, gift shop and then also at the bookstore were super great about giving recommendations for things around out like outside of town to do. Right. We got some great recommendations for restaurants in Shepherdstown. Um, people talked about Frederick, Frederick or Fredericksburg. Frederick I can't Burke. remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently there's a great chocolate place there. So Heidi and I already want to go back, of course, and awesome. try a different room. And um and also try out the chocolate place. That's that's on my bucket list. I don't know about Heidi, but 
Yeah. Your, bu- your bucket list is my bucket list, Emily. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, HL. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate right. you guys having us on. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. Like, it's always fun to have you guys on. Always fun to see yeah. you guys. Sure yeah. Is. We'll find something else to. Well, definitely to. after you've read the first yeah, three. Yeah, after you've read you the first fix, three, we'll have to come back on and we'll yes. get your impressions then too. After you've so heard, exciting. after you've read the whole origin story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's coming That's right up. I'm. I'm literally is. gonna. I'm literally finishing Born in Shame like this week, and then I'm uh-huh. starting. Then I'm starting Naked and Death. So. When are those episodes coming out? That's like one of my favorite trilogies. <laughs> um, it'll be the end. Of, the end. It'll be the end of the the year. Um, yeah, oh. December. December is the born ins. And then, <laughs> yeah, we, we have to wait do that it. long. Yeah. We also have like a big, um, we schedule it out so that we will record our episodes through January and February by the end, like the first mid, week of December. Mid December, yeah. Because okay. Heidi travels back home for Christmas. Oh, and okay. Gotcha. My productivity of anything <laughs> that's not pleasure reading is like, okay. yeah. So, you right. know, I already have a list of like, really can't be Christmas books to read. So I need to get through these. <laughs> nope. Totally good. It's fine. Well, I yeah. can move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, but, okay. Yeah. Good to yeah. see you guys. Yeah. It's good <laughs> to see you. Guys. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Okay. You yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye guys. So oh. yeah. So that was, that was great. I mean, I'm, that was you fun. know, I, the, the big thing is you're always concerned about like, yeah, but is that person going to like it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they did. So yeah, yay. because some people don't, I mean, I've given it to people that they're, they're like, mm, it's not for me. Right. But, um, yeah. I had a feeling, you know, I did too. And being, it'll be fun. Big Nora fans. I had a feeling that they would like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it'll be fun to, listen to their show when they get to there yeah. to listen to the shows, yeah. you know, about the first three books. Absolutely. That'll be, that'll be really fun. So what else, what else can we say? I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's, uh, there's not much more nothing. to say. I'm just, that except good. that I'm just like, so happy that they both I'm liked so it. Happy. Yeah. And liked I it think- enough to put the, the books, the first three books into their rotation. I don't think they were going to do that before. Right. No, I don't think they were. So that's but, great. Um, and y'all go listen to them. Their, yeah. their show is so great. It's really um, fun. It's really it's a fun. whole different feel than ours. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they don't have, the whole they don't have trucker mouths like we do. And they, <laughs> right. yeah. They do their um, heart flutter moments and we're, yeah. they're, they're very sweet. Um, they, they both are so sweet. They yeah, are, they are. And they're very, they're wonderful girls. And I mean, yeah, I can't say enough good things. Do really it. great detailed breakdowns of all they Nora's do. books. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, yep. yeah, I haven't listened to every episode, but I've listened to several of them. And mm-hmm. yeah, me too. Yeah. You know, I pick and choose which books that I want to listen to because, you know, I'm not a fan of every single Nora book. So I'm right. just like, eh, whatever. But like, I listened to their whole breakdown of the Stanislavski's and the whole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was good. And, um, which one was it? Honest Illusions that they just did not too long ago. Yeah, um, I think yeah. they did that one. Yeah. And uh, we were saying in a in a text that they just mm-hmm. well, not when you hear this, but 
But when we recorded this, they just finished doing the Donovan series, which I hadn't read for yeah. years. I haven't read that in years either. So but I when I listened to them that. doing that, it was like, oh, I got to read that again. You know, <laughs> right. So. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they're just they're they're fun. I, I enjoy their their podcast a lot. So, yeah. I so everyone to go listen to them if you yep. haven't already listened to them. Romancing the Shelf. Yep. Their podcast and they're great. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. So, okay, so that's it, I guess, for this episode of Podcast and Death. Um, and Tara, you know, is somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure she, she would say she goodbye went, to you also. She went but... to go be a basic snitch, so. <laughs> and that's fine. And that's fine. So, but for Podcast and Death, this is AJ. And this is Jen. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in-death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastanddeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast and Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 205-4-ROARK. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch it to you.